What's up, y'all? It's Will here at Schedule Fly. I so thoroughly enjoyed speaking with Kevin Ryan this morning. Kevin is the owner of Service Brewing in Savannah, Georgia, and service being related to service to our country. Uh, he's a veteran. Um, went to the uh, went to West Point. Spent eight years in the Army. He's got a couple dozen investors, most of whom are veterans. The the design and um, branding around Service Brewing is all around. Uh, you know, it's a veteran-owned business and honoring uh, all the veterans that have served our country. So this was a really cool conversation. Um, I didn't serve. My, my grandfather did. My father did. I have the utmost respect for anybody that's put their life, any man or woman that's put their life on the line uh, for our country. And so um, that alone was a, a reason enough to speak to Kevin. And, of course, he's, he's really built a great business in Savannah. They started in 2014. And uh, so we had a chance to kind of talk about his story and his path and where they are now and uh, really just can't wait to go down there, <laughs> to be honest. I think, unless Kevin needs something schedule fly related, of course, um, I hope the next time I speak with him is in person at his brewery um, sooner rather than later. But anyway, enjoy this and thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for staying tuned in. More of these interviews coming soon. People are starting to get kind of back into back into some sort of routine and rhythm. So um, I'm going to start following up on uh, trying to get some of these scheduled here over the next uh, next few weeks and months over the summer. Y'all take care and uh, more coming soon. See you. Yeah, like it, like any good uh, hospitality owner, man, you're you're doing a thousand things at once. <coughs> Always. I got to. I hear you. So you're there. What's going the, on? You're there at the brewery. Yes, sir. Awesome, man. Every day. Every day. Well, <laughs> uh, look, man. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I read your story, and as I said in the email I sent you, man, I just tip my hat for uh, what what you've done. It's a cool business. Your story is fantastic. Um, Thank you for serving our country. Thank you for honoring those that serve our country. Um, really just uh, what, a, what a unique business you've built uh, with that sort of being the, the underpinnings of that, man. So well done. Thank you very much. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so you were, uh, you went to West Point. Correct, yep. Okay. Yeah, I grew um, up in Maryland and um, Parents tried to get me to go to, at least my mom tried to get me to go to Naval Academy. And uh, I was always saying, absolutely not, never going to happen, not going to a service academy. And then um, started looking for colleges and um, really wanted an engineering degree. And then Desert Storm kicked in right about the time that I was looking. And um, that just drove me to, to do the West Point option. Uh, okay. And then, so you served as a, you were in the army. How long were you in the army? Yeah. Eight years, 96, uh, graduated 96 and then, um, left the army at the end of 2004. Okay. And you started service brewing in 2014. We sold our first beer in 14. Yeah. So got that home brewing kit for Valentine's day in 2012. Um, started planning in September of 2012. 
got our building in 13 and sold our first beer in 14. What were you doing in between the Army and, and that? Uh, so I did a sh very short stint with Booz Allen uh, up in Michigan, kind of that first contractor job getting out of the Army. Uh, and my father asked me to come help him with his business. Uh, but I'd already sent three of my buddies to go work for him. So couldn't really say no to dad. And uh, the, the job that I was doing in Michigan wasn't, uh, you know, fulfilling at, in the least. So picked up, moved to New York and did healthcare management. Um, I was the CIO of a healthcare management company. It was very tech forward. So um, didn't know either, didn't know things about technology, didn't know stuff about healthcare, but uh, just took the the leadership training, the military training, get everybody around the table, laid out the priorities and the tasks and the calendar and made sure everybody was doing what they needed to be doing. Um, but that brought me, that company moved down to Bluffton, South Carolina. So this brought me to Savannah in late 2007. And uh, my father passed away suddenly in 2011. And, and that was kind of the, I uh, sit down and really look at my priorities and what my passions are and figure out you know what I want to do the rest of my life. Gotcha. Okay. So you're so y'all are in Savannah. Um yep. in what appears to be uh I'm, I guess somewhere near downtown, old historic building. Yeah, so we're uh just west of Martin Luther King on River Street. So um if you get down to Savannah, you know Martin Luther King runs due north into Savannah River. Um, and right before you drop down the hill to go down to the river, there's a street called Indian Street where you can take a left. Um, and we're at the end of that block. Since we got this building in 2013, uh, we now have a distillery across the street that's about four years old or just turned four years old. Uh, we've got uh, three more Savannah College of Art and Design uh, buildings and then two seven-story apartment buildings built right next door. Uh, to the tap room, which is real nice. So uh, an area where there wasn't really a reason to go for a long time is now really picked up. Uh, Kessler um, redid the old power plant that was on the river and made a gigantic uh, entertainment complex called the, the Plant Riverside District. It's a JW Marriott hotel. It's got like three hotels, 19 outlets. Um, they're finishing up their parking garage. It's going to have a rooftop pool and amphitheater and private event venue. Um, so the, the west side of the downtown area has really picked up. Um, our building, we got for a song. Um, a bunch of people were looking at this building, wanted to tear it down and build hotels. Uh, we came in and said we wanted to restore it. Um, so we got the deal and um, at least half of it out until we need it. It's 60,000 square feet total. Um, we're using about 28,000 of it now. And um, so we can continue to grow into the space over time uh, should the market and uh, the consumers allow it. Nice. I'm sure you will, man. Uh, and you've got, um, you've got a group of investors that are mostly veterans as well. Yeah, so um, 20 out of 24 veterans, Army, Navy, Marines. Uh, most of them are people that I served with or went to school with um, in the military. Um, a couple, 
couple folks from my healthcare management days. Okay. Gotcha. Um, do you, uh, so I'm always curious about having investors as I'm assuming you have a group of investors that has a long, long vision for the business. And Well, choosing investors is a matter of how much you want investors to be involved. Um, you know, I've got 24 investors. Most of them uh, are just happy to say, you know, be able to tell their friends that they own a brewery. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, they look for an annual email for me every year to tell, tell them how things are going or they come by and see how things are going. Yeah. Uh, my investors are spread out all over the country. Um, <clears throat> you know, Texas to Arizona, to California, to almost every, every end of uh, the continental United States for sure. Uh, I know I have one investor who's the um, second largest investor uh, who's, who's um, checks in regularly. He's a financial advisor. He's the guy who wants to know, you know, what are the numbers, where are we going? Uh, but most of my investors are pretty, pretty silent and, and, um, you know, just cheering us on. Um, now you can definitely go out there and choose investors that are strategic investors that are going to be partners uh, in the business. Uh, but, uh, you know, I focus that type of effort on my board where I found a successful brewer or somebody else that's in the business um, and a financial advisor to, to be my board members. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, so how's everything going with uh, business in general and also with finding people to, to work right now, that seems to be such a challenge for so many folks these days. Yeah. Um, so as far as the, the, um, the business goes, I mean, the tap room, um, you know, we closed for a short minute in, in um, the, the, the biggest months of the year for us last year. So March, April, May, June, those are the, the strongest sales months in, in Savannah. And uh, we lost every single one of those months. So, um, but coming out of that, we reopened the tap room in July with limited seating. Everybody was spread out. I, you know, had a, a great benefit to have a 4,000 square foot tap room um, and a lot of seating outside where people could come and enjoy themselves and feel comfortable and safe. So our numbers in the tap room, uh, second half of 2020 were better than they were same time 2019 because people wanted to go somewhere and do something where they felt comfortable. And we had a ton of space, big wide open space. Yeah. Um, and then for 2021 so far, uh, you know, everybody's back, you know, all the spring break uh, people wanted to go somewhere. They knew that Savannah was a great place to go visit. Um, Georgia was wide open. So we had a record month in April and then may beat that um, from a, from the tap room. Now that distribution hasn't recovered fully, but certainly in our tap room where we make the most, you know, pennies on the dollar that, you know, April was a record and May was a record above that. Um, hiring people has been okay. Um, I don't have to staff 200 employees. I don't have to staff some of the less um, sought after positions. Uh, where people can come and go on any given day. Uh, I don't need a dishwasher. I don't need a, a 
a facilities person. I don't need uh, a hostess. You know, I've, I've got, you know, my jobs are bartenders. So yeah, um, it's pretty simple for me to find individuals who want to work 20 hours a week as a bartender. Yeah. Okay. Um, the tips are nice. They make a good bit of money. They've got time to do all the other things that they want to do. Um, you know, when I, you know, starting to talk to them about working on Saturdays and Sundays, um, you know, they're not as interested in giving up both Saturday and Sunday, but um, we're working on that part. All so right. I'm actually staffing up right. I'm actually staffing up right now to to add um, Sundays to our our hours. Okay, you got you're not open on Sundays now, or you're going to extend your hours? We are. Yeah, we are not. So we've never. You know, we started off in in Georgia with only being able to give away 32 ounces of beer. So we were open two hours a day, two days a week, um, and then slowly the laws have been progressing and getting better and better. So uh, we've been opening up more, but you know, with the, with uh, the revenue and the number of people coming in on Wednesday through through Saturday, um, and the number of people we see around town on Sundays, um, makes sense for us to open up on that Sunday afternoon, do a twelve thirty to five thirty type of um, easygoing Sunday where people are out for their bike ride or waiting for waiting to to get out of town if they're if they're visiting. Yeah, I'll give them an opportunity to come back. Do you, how much of your business is distribution? Mostly. Mostly. Mostly distribution. Yeah, it's about um, um, now beginning of this year. It's been about fifty-fifty tap room distribution, uh, but we should be getting back to seventy-thirty um, as more and more people open up. Um, and, but <clears throat> again, that staffing. And staffing issue is a part of it as well. Um, I know a lot of businesses in town who are operating limited hours. Mm. Um, and, you know, we distribute in South and North Carolina as well. So, you know, the Hilton Head market should be booming right now, but Hilton Head can't find people to, to staff the restaurants and bars. So a lot of them are closing, closing very early. So that distribution number, those distribution numbers may take longer to get back based on, on that staffing issue. Mm, yeah. Restaurants close early, less beer. Sit. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. You, so yeah. North, where in North Carolina? Um, anywhere, mostly, you know, um, uh, Charlotte, um, and, uh, Myrtle beach or no Myrtle beach, South Carolina, um, Wilmington. Okay. Well, I'm in, I'm in Waxhaw. So I'm just South of Charlotte. Um, nice. I got to send you an e I, maybe I noticed, I noticed the t-shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. So, uh, I'd love to go somewhere and have some of your beer, man. You'd let me know where I can, yeah. where I can find it around here. A couple of places yeah, of Waxhaw might have it. Waxhall tap houses down there. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. At vintage is our distributor. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, they do, they do well in some places and do poorly in others. Um, so it's so a matter of sometimes the, the um, customer is the best, best salesperson, but yeah, I'll send you, we've done some stuff at bottles and um, 
some other places downtown. So what do you think about the um, unknown um, ginger ale announcement? What, tell me about it. I don't know about it. What's going on? So I mean, I know unknown, unknown yeah, unknown brewing. I see that they were running five kind of businesses at the same time with a food truck, brewery, a ginger ale, um, and some other things. And they made an announcement that by the end of the year, they're going to shut down or pass, uh, pass on their brewing and uh, food operations and focus solely on the ginger ale. Really? They're doing that well I with guess, the ginger ale? I guess their ginger ale has been, you know, you make a non-alcoholic beverage, um, yeah. mass distribution all over the world and country makes it, it's made it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, so. Yeah, somebody wants a six pack of ginger ale in Arizona, you can send them a pack of ginger ale in Arizona. Boy, that's one heck of a, uh, expanding your footprint like that. That's a, they gave yeah. myself some serious marketing muscle, I would imagine. Seems yeah. risky. I don't know. <laughs> the, the hedge of having multiple businesses like that in case, you know, who knows, but I, that's, I did not know about that. I'm, I'm, yeah, it was uh, very surprising. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure someone saw it coming, but I, yeah, the, the brewing community certainly did not. Yeah. Man, well, are there other are there other breweries? I imagine there must be. I mean, I don't know of any that have a model like yours, which is really veteran focused. Um, yeah, there's actually quite quite a few. Um, you know, we're spread out all over the place. Uh, we just did a collaboration with Estuary um, Beans and Barley in in Johns Island, South Carolina. Um, they are veteran owned, but they don't have a veteran theme. Yeah. Um, there's um, Hells and Blazes in Florida. There's Backward Flag in Jersey. Uh, we got multiple breweries in Colorado Springs with uh, Red Flag. Um, okay. So there, there's some that are more. Uh, there's some that are more obvious and 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 have a military theme to them, and then there's a bunch that are uh, better known and operated, but not necessarily themed. Okay. Uh, so we get together with a bunch of them every year. We keep trying to find more and more, but we get together with a bunch of them every year. Yakima Chief Hops pulls us all together and we do a, a veteran hop selection. And so we create a blend uh, of hops and then the sale of that blend benefits a different charity each year. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask, cause I, you, you mentioned, I was reading, you know, on your story about, uh, you know, raising tens of thousands of dollars for, organizations every year for charity. What are some of the ones y'all support? So we've supported, I've uh, got a list of like, that's gotta be 50 now, but um, our focus is generally every quarter we choose a new charity and we donate a portion of every pint we sell in the tap room to that charity. So the busier the tap room gets, the more money that charity gets. Um, right now we're, for, we're supporting Folds of Honor uh, based out of Oklahoma. <clears throat> they take um, charity donations to put children of fallen uh, soldiers and uh, through college to give them scholarships to to get to go through school. Um, folds prior to that, we're folds of honor. Yeah, so the folded flag is their logo. Um, and then uh, it's interesting, you know, they get they get a lot of support from another charity that we're familiar with, um, which is the Johnny Mac Foundation. The Johnny Mac Foundation um, 
It has a lot. Is it, It's one of those charities that knows all the people that are going to donate to a charity. I'll have a big event in Atlanta or Houston and raise over a million dollars that night. Johnny Mack. Yeah. Who was Johnny Mack? That name rings a bell. So Johnny Mack was, there was a bunch of, a bunch of guys from class of 86, um, guys and girls from class of 86. And, um, he, Johnny Mack was a Colonel in, in, uh, Iraq was killed, uh, while serving over there. And so they all got together and started the, the charity in his honor uh to put kids through through school so take care of his family um and then just you know kind of grows into taking care of the next family and next family so johnny mac actually based on the the amount of money they raise they they pass a good bit of that charity to folds of honor so folds of honor has someone that they can give a qualifies for a scholarship and um and johnny mac's got money johnny mack will send the charity to gotcha folds of honor so they can put somebody through college um but prior to folds of honor we just started supporting them on flag day basically um folds of honor and then minority veterans of america prior to that uh they were based out of um uh, seattle washington area um uh, supporting minorities of all walks of life and that are in the military and you know basically um, gender, race, um, uh, whatever makes you a minority group in the military, um, makes it harder in the military. So they're, they're a big support group for and after, um, service. Uh, we actually, you know, what, one of the things we talk about is that we put, um, um, we look at charities that are lesser known, uh, in general, um, because they're spending all their donations on the, the individual receiving the benefit versus marketing and selling themselves and you know, having a, a celebrity talk about them on TV. Uh, so we, we bring them to their mission to the forefront for a lot of people to see. Uh, so with like minority veterans of America, you're not going to see them on TV. Yeah. You're not going to see advertisements for minority veterans of America, but through our advertisement and discussion here in the tap room, um, one of our customers convinced his his company, which is a you know, built jet engines for the for the military, to donate twenty thousand dollars to Minority Veterans of America, which opened up a, a branch for them in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So, um, you know, we may not be changing their lives by the donation that we give, but we're introducing them to a huge audience, um, and so. You know, a story like that is just awesome to see that somebody came into our brewery, had a great time, learned about this charity, talked to their company, their company drops $20,000, and they have a new support branch in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Minority Veterans of America. Well, you're, you're doing it here, too. They're, you're, this yeah. is a, a, a point of leverage, so that's great. Um, the uh, Do you have kids, you and your bride? Nope. Nope. No, we, are forever, we have uh, forever been engaged. We uh, were boyfriend girlfriend when she got the homebrew kit um got engaged about three years ago um got a new house about three years ago so uh it's been house and business i got um, you and i don't think i don't think either of us really figured out what how we want to get married yet because we don't really want to have a whole big deal yeah. um, but we do want to have something um so you know it's gonna be one of those things where we have a 
a little ceremony somewhere and then everybody gets to come to the tap room for a party. That sounds fun, man. Well, I, from what I can see uh, in pictures and stuff, I looked at online. She's done a wonderful job with your branding and, and um, design and everything there at the brewery. And um, Yeah, I mean, everything, everything that's cool about this place is because of her. Um, you know, the tap room design, the branding design, the social media every day. Um, you know, I, I get in trouble if I make a comment on social media because, you know, she's made that her brand and so if something something off brand is said you know people will wonder what she what she's going through so i have to which is fine staying away from social media is a pleasure <laughs> great um well good deal man well listen i know you're busy i'm gonna let you go i really i'm glad we got a chance to do this i'm glad i got a chance to uh speak with you and get to know you kevin and look in the eye and tell you, man, thank you for serving. First of all, and thanks for building a cool business, man. We're so thankful to serve so many just small independent restaurants, breweries or whatever. And I mean, there's just nothing better than getting to know y'all. And uh, I'm going to send you a box of, um, uh, I've got another order coming in of some schedule fly trucker hats and some tube socks for you and some of your crew, man. So keep an eye out for that. And if there's a way I can buy one of those shirts I see you have on there right now, I, I want to, cause that thing looks freaking sweet. And I wear tons of, uh, it's basically my whole, whole wardrobe. I've either got a hat or a, sh a shirt on that's a customer brand like every day. <laughs> yeah, nice. We'll send, uh, put your return address on there and we'll, we'll send some stuff back to you. All right, man. <clears throat> um, um, and then just come, come, come down through, through Char uh, Charleston, grab some barbecue. Um, and come on down the brewery. We'll share a beer and some roasted you know, turkey. I'll tell you what, man. What I hope to do is a uh, buddy of mine uh, retired uh, just a few months ago. Uh, he was a, a colonel in the Army and uh, served for, I guess, 20 years. Or so. it was over 20 years. Anyway, we're supposed to be going to Orlando at some point um, to go on uh, wild boar hunting. So nice. we drive when we do it. So when we do, we come down 95, slide over to Savannah for nine, nine miles. Yeah. Nine miles from 95. Count on it. I, I'm like legit. We'll definitely do that. Cause I would really enjoy that. I know you would love to meet Roselle. I'm sure he would love to meet you too. So uh, we'll make that happen, man. Sure. Sounds good. All right. Gavin, have a good one, man. Take care. You too. All right. See ya. See ya.